Hey, what's good, family? This is your boy, Pastor Santa Kamal. Hey, hey, family, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Pastor Santa Kamal. I'm with my man, my co-host, Ricard G. Noel. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is your co-host, Ricard G. Noel. Shout out to everybody that's been watching. Shout out to everybody that's been supporting the movement. Shout out to everybody that's just been with us from the very start. Um, we thank you for watching The Real Word since day one. Um, this makes two years since we've been doing this. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at The Real Word TV. You can watch us live on Facebook every Monday at um, Facebook.com backslash The Real Word 7. That's Facebook.com backslash The Real Word 7, the number 7. And check out our website where you can find everything and all things about The Real Word Ministries and The Real Word TV and everything that we do. That's www.therealwordministriesinc.org. That's The Real Word Ministries, Inc., I-N-C, dot O-R-G. Um, but enough about that. We have a very special guest in the building. Today. I want to introduce a wonderful queen. Introduce yourself to the people, my sister. My name is Lisa Ray. Okay, okay, okay. Lisa Ray. She's the real Lisa Ray, like she told me. The real Lisa Ray. So, <laughs> tell people um, who's Lisa Ray and what you're about. Okay, so Lisa Ray. I'm from Queens. Light skin. I live in Queens. So, I love eating chicken and collard greens. Shout out to Queens. <laughs> um, okay, so... I, um, I was born and raised in, in Queens, although I lived in Spanish Harlem for a bit and also the Bronx. Mm -hmm. But Queens is really, you know, my home base. And um, I'm the youngest of four. And I promoted comedy for a number of years mm -hmm. um, back in the day at a place called Manhattan Proper, which eventually turned to the Proper. That's what everybody knew it as. So are you a comic? Like, do you tell jokes and stuff? I mean, you know... I'm more of a producer of comedy and more of a promoter of it, although, you know, uh, people do claim that I'm kind of funny, you know. Laughter is the best medicine. Yes, it is. And uh, I actually have a show, too, at York College called Laugh Therapy with me and Kenny Williams. Okay. So we do that every Wednesday at 2.30 live. And um, the, our approach is really to speak about real-world situations that happen in our life and that's funny. You know, life is funny. So you have to be able to laugh at yourself, right? Facts. Mm. It's a lot of funny people out there. <laughs> One thing I said to myself is that I've never seen a help wanted sign for a clown for a circus. You ever seen that, Sam? Never seen that. Because <laughs> there's a lot of clowns There's a lot of clowns out here. Clowns out here. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, so, but but don't, don't mistake the clowns for the comedians. Because that is a no-no. That's a fact. That's a and fact. Let me tell you that. Yeah, that's a fact. Right. So, Mr. question: why do you think laughter is so therapeutic from your experience, your personal experience? Okay, well, I mean, to me, anything that puts you in a place of reflection, mm. um, whether it's going to church, whether it's ministry, whether it's, um, you know, looking at pictures that kind of will stimulate something that you went through when you were younger or seeing something that reminds you of something, it, as you reflect, there's healing in reflecting on whatever it could be. And comedy is, is just a way of making light of a serious situation. Mm. That's amazing. That's really amazing. So I see that you also have your book. Right. Tell people about your book and everything like that. Okay. So the book is, um, my middle name is Angel. Mm. And, Angel's Heart. Right. And the book is Angel's Heart mm. Guided by Light. Okay. And actually, the Lord gave me that title probably about three years ago. Okay. Um, in 2012, I had a back surgery that I shouldn't have had. Wow. And when I was going through recovery, I started writing poetry again. 
Now, I started writing poetry when I was about seven, eight years old. Mm. And then I kind of put it down, never to pick it up again until wow. I ended up going through recovery with um, wow. the back surgery. Wow. So I started writing all these poems, and next you know, I had so many, and I said, mm -hmm. I have to put it in the book. And it's all inspired by God, and it was really God's way of speaking to me, mm -hmm. and speaking to me, and using me to um, just share the others, and just helping me to move forward in what was yet ahead of me. Wow. And that was in 2012. I go back to work eventually in education. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm kind of sorry, I'm jumping around the No, 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 it's okay, you're doing phenomenal. My background is actually on Wall Street. I spent almost 30 years on Wall Street. Okay. And um, I did very well for myself. And, you know, the market crashed 2008. A lot of people losing their jobs. Mm. Um, 2010, that happened to me. And um, anyway, I, my testimony is in 2010, I had two surgeries within two weeks of each other, and both were benign. Wow. So that was a blessing. Then fast forward um, 2012, I ended up having a back surgery I shouldn't have had. Went into education um, and at a Christian college. Mm -hmm. And I was a graduate admissions counselor, which was great. That was therapeutic too, because you're helping mm -hmm. people to, with, you know, guiding them through their education or their career mm -hmm. and helping them make the best choices. Mm -hmm. um, and then I started falling. I had about over 20 falls wow. in, in a year. Wow. What was the cause of that? Um, well, some years ago, I had my ba had some balance issues okay. and, and maybe a little bit of slurred speech, but I, I kind of dismissed it because I was seeing these doctors and they couldn't figure out anything. It's like, oh, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. All these tests, oh, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. So after I had that back surgery, all of these other issues started coming out. And again, I'm back. I find myself back at a neurologist mm -hmm. and he said to me, um, oh, something's wrong. I want to help you, but I, I, I can't put, put my finger on it. Did you have a stroke? I said, no, I didn't have a stroke. You tell me. Like, <laughs> you know, so never diagnosed with anything. And, uh, and then after having the falls, it did lead to a diagnosis of multiple sclerosis. Wow. So hence me um, really pushing forward to put the book together because it really is my testimony and... Um, as God was speaking to me, you know, and I'm writing this poetry, it became healing to me. Wow. And uh, about two years ago, I decided, you know what? So what? I can't wear high heels anymore. I'm a woman. I'm still going to be cute. And I'm going to show up and I'm going to live my life. And I never knew much about multiple sclerosis. You know, I know that Montel Williams has it. I know that Lola Falana had it as a kid, and I know that... Shout out to Montel, he smokes a lot of weed for that. Right, a lot of people doing that right now. Get your card, get your card. So, <laughs> I mean, I think it's going to be legal, I mean, it's, it is what it is. Yeah, and then, um, you know, I mean, after having um, no knowledge of anybody that I can touch that had it, I was like, what is this, what is this? Yeah. So anyway, again, I decided that, you know what, whatever. This is going to push me into my purpose, mm -hmm. and I believe it has. And You need that sometimes. And people are coming to me, asking me to speak and share my testimony. I'm selling books, which is great, but the premise of it is really to bring awareness to multiple sclerosis. Mm -hmm. um, and also to kind of talk people off the ledge, because people will see me that, you know, I used to model, and I, I used to run in a pair of high heels, and I could barely put on the shoes. So mm -hmm. when people see me, they're like, Oh my God! And I'm like, um, you know, I was diagnosed with MS, and then so, and I'm trying to learn about it. But 
I really feel like God is protecting me in a sense because I don't let it overtake me. I'm still moving. I'm still moving forward, and I'm you know daily meditating on God's word and praying that He guides me to do His work. And I am. I wrote a play. But life is poetic as a result of poetry and it's bringing together wow. millennials as well as seasoned people like myself. So when I saw your, your college, what exactly, are you still in, with your college, are you still in the educational field with that or? I am, that, well, I mean, I, I work for the radio station. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am an engineer at the radio station. Okay. And I also have my own show that I host. Okay, okay. With Kenny Williams. That's so beautiful. I edit shows, um, I Play music, DJ Angel Ray. Okay. Hey. Oh, yeah, right. you're, you're, you're very much. You're, you're, you're very. Well, listen. One of your friends just gave you a shout out. Her name is um, Camille Ellis. Camille, 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 Camille Ellis. Camille, yeah, yeah, it's my brother. It's a brother, brother. Yeah. I just said what up to you. My yeah. bad, can't forgive me. That's one world fest. Shout out to Camille. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so you got people watching and oh, everything cool. like that. That's cool. Awesome, awesome. So how long you been working for your college now? It's been a little, um, about two years. Okay. Actually. Okay. Um. And how I ended up getting that role is because I had, uh, uh, we did a show on education, Radio One World Fest, we did a show okay. on education, and we had some people that spoke about traditional and non-traditional education. Mm-hmm. And um, we had a principal that dealt with primarily special ed. And then we also had um, a dear friend of mine, um, Dr. Anthony Andrews, mm-hmm. who um, spoke about leadership okay. and the importance of us being leaders in our community. Okay. Yeah, Dr. Anthony Andrews, the one that co-signed the back of the yeah, book, he, right? he did endorse the book. He said, yeah, okay. beautiful, simply beautiful. Her words touch the heart, minds, and spirit. Her thoughts provoke waves of sentiment that washes over the soul and gives us moments yeah. upon which there can be true reflection on our lives. Deep. And, and you know, he hit it on the head when he said reflection, mm-hmm. right? So, um, wow. in doing that, uh, Kamel actually asked me to produce the show and co-host the show and you know I, I made sure that we were on on top of it and we flowed the show and as a result you know uh, it was like Lisa yeah natural for this you know there's, there's a position available so I'm like what and tell me twice mm-hmm. so there's opportunities you know there's positive people that come out of the um, bringing different topics to the forefront um, bringing young people together because our goal even at One World Fest is to be the best possible support for young people and have a better understanding of millennials because the the things that they struggle with, the challenges that they face are much different than any of the challenges I faced mm-hmm. when I was that age. So um, I have a son who is actually a millennial. <laughs> He's uh, 22. And um, I think staying connected to him helps me to stay connected to young people. Mm-hmm. And, and what their needs are. And, you know, we need to learn from them and we need to be there to support them. Why do you think there's such a gap between the old and the young? And usually you see it more in church only because church is, like, more conservative. And so when the young people go to church and they're in a very conservative, a very constricted situation, things tend to rebel even more. And the old folks want to do the old-time religion, and the new folks want to do the new-time religion. And sometimes it, it's hard to coexist. And the young people often feel like the only way they can be heard is if they just leave versus to stay in there and try to, like, you know, for the greater good. To grow. Yeah, more or less. Or just, I guess, come. Okay, 
I'm gonna use myself as an example, right? Okay. Um, growing up in the church, I've been in the same church for I think over 26 years, 27, mm -hmm. going on 27, right? Mm -hmm. So that church in particular is very conservative. You know, it's a um, Seventh Day Adventist Haitian church. You know, you bring in the element of old time Haitians. You know, mm -hmm. they're very stubborn, very hard headed. Um, very egotistic. They and think they know everything, cultural, and you know, that's cultural. cultural. And then you mix in the religion, the Seventh Day Adventists, which is very constricted, very old-time religion, very strict, um, very old, like not really modern or progressive. I would say, like the other religions have become over the years. Example, I would say maybe um, the New Baptists. You know how they clap and they sing and they dance in churches. My church, they don't really like that dancing and clapping in church like that but i for example i used to i used to look at the elders and all the people in the church and i was like these, these 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 people are so out of touch with what's really going on in the real world like they just stuck on what's in front of them and they're more they're more concentrated on their titles versus to what's actually going on in the world which they barely even speak about on the pulpit and well that can be true I mm -hmm. agree with that to a certain degree. Okay. And that's why we have free will mm -hmm. to go to our choice of yeah, temple to, to worship. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to find what works for you. Yeah. Now, I think when you say, you know, like old-time people, you know, we all have to have a foundation. It has to come from somewhere. Yes, of course. And so in, in having that foundation, um, one of the things that my bishop would always say, you know, you, you wherever you go, when you're getting the word, you know, receive get the meat and spit out the bones. You have to, first of all, be in a place where you're willing and open to hear the voice of God. Of course. Okay? Mm -hmm. And as far as clapping and and dancing before the Lord, some people are very reserved. Some people are very open. Some yeah. people are jumping and shouting. And see, like, you know, I go to the Bethel Gospel Tabernacle. It's the Pentecostal church. Mm -hmm. um, I speak in tongues. I have the gift of tongues. Let me say that. I openly, we are, we are taught to openly worship the Lord, to yeah. openly yeah. seek Him. Right. You know, it's not about, um, oh, you know, we have to do it this particular way. Everything has to be done in decency and, and in order. However, um, I'm going to go back to my church. We have a senior pastor who is young. And, you know, it's very important that we hear this transition that happens over the years in, in churches. Because you're not going to have the same leader in, in place for 100 years. No, you're not. And there's going to be legacies of leaders. There's going to be new leaders. There's going to be things that are going on in society that That's we right. need to have That's an right. understanding. In order for us to really reach the young people, That's we right. have to have an understanding, again, to what their challenges are. Of course. So my church, you know, come as you are. You know, look in the mirror make sure that you're... Good. Mm -hmm. Don't come in there with, with everything out, you know, as far as a woman is concerned. You know, you know when you the Holy Spirit will tell you yeah. what's good and what's not good. Facts. But go in there. I'm not there. If you to, listen to the Holy Spirit, well, some people don't. Well, it, it, it takes time. Everybody is yeah. not. Some people may be going there for the wrong reason. Hopefully you're going to get it at some point. Mm -hmm. But I don't go there for anything other than, well, let me say this. I go there to be fed the word. Come on. And then I go for fellowship because it's important for us to be in fellowship with our people. So we have to have an open mind mm -hmm. that includes the young mm -hmm. and the old. Mm -hmm. Because we need to coexist together and we need to support one another. And we love our young people. We love our young people. That's amazing. That's beautiful. Well said.
like I said, man, mm-hmm. it's I think I, to, in, in agreement with what you're saying, it's it's all about you know putting your energy in the right type of you know mind frame. You know what I'm saying? You know, praising and worship is, is two different things, but it coincides as one. Worship is a lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Praise is an expression of that lifestyle, and it's not for us to look down, frown upon, who no. shout, who doesn't shout. It's all about having a rich experience with God. Right. And, I and, agree. And teaching, and yeah, teaching, and because we don't come in there knowing everything. We yeah. have to be taught, and that's where you get the foundation. Yep. Yep. So if you're going into a church, mm-hmm. you need to be seeking God, need, needing something to be fixed in your, right. your brokenness. And your, because anybody, I mean, I think we all have had or have a place um, that have been broken at some point in time. Yep. And in your brokenness, really, you know, that's where God can perform those miracles. Yeah. That's where his light can really shine if you trust him. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'll tell you straight up, you know, I never expected that I am disabled now. You know, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a label, it's a, it's a word, but it has, I'm better. I'm stronger. I'm positive. You know, greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. Yeah. And, and God is using me. He's using me. It's honest. When you're telling the truth, you can say it over and over again. Over and over again. There's no, yeah. I'm not here to be pretentious. I want to share. That's real. Share the love of God. That's what he's doing in my life. That's real. If it wasn't for him, there's no way that That's I can walk and talk without That's him real. in my life. Mm-hmm. I, I would be not not exist. I would have surely died. Let me say that. That's and true. that's the truth. That's true. So... In regards to your church, because you're just coming off of Pride Week, how do they feel about, um, you know, people of the LGBTQ community being involved in the church or even ministering? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you how, um, I'm going to give you a general understanding. This is the thing. Mm-hmm. People are people. God loves all of us. Mm-hmm. Okay? And um, I know people that are in that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I know people that are struggling in that lifestyle. Mm. I'm not here to judge them, ever. When you I say struggling, them. what do you mean? I love them all. I, I, I mean, struggling, you know. They know that God's word says a man should be with a woman and a woman should be with a man. Mm-hmm. So some of them, are, especially if you're raised in a church, they're struggling with the fact that I'm having these feelings or I'm having, you know, this. I can't really relate to it because I'm not that. Okay. I, don't, I don't have those experiences. However, um, when I greet people, I don't greet them based on their uh, sexual preference. Yeah. I don't. I don't say, "Oh, well, you know, you're a woman and you like women, so I'm not gonna talk to you." I'm not. You know, I don't. I don't do that. I don't get yeah. involved in that. I embrace people. I speak with them. I'm not going to allow anyone to push their views on me because I know what I believe, mm-hmm. and I stand on that. I stand on that, but. There's no hate in my heart towards anybody, ever, ever. And I really think that, you know, there's always like a separation. We want to keep this separate, we want to keep this separate, and we want to have a separate prom, and we want to, you know, and I'm, and I'm like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. And I think there are some people that have really experienced some hurt and pain. And a lot of times um, that comes from a place of brokenness. So you end up looking to things. It could be drugs, it could be alcohol, yeah. it could be whatever. Yeah. It could be another person. You know, it could be you you, you, you idolizing somebody because they're paying you some attention. And 
you know, that's against God's word. There'll be no idols before me. I wanted to ask you this, um, going back to your book, do you want to read a couple of excerpts? Um, I can certainly recite a, a, a poem. All right, let's get it. Come on. If you like. Come yeah, on, Michael. Cool. So this one is, um, this is, this is called Facing Resistance, and this is basically something that I wrote some years ago, and it's about young people. So, you, you know, let me know what you think about it. Go ahead. Facing Resistance. Mm. Facing Resistance after praying for your life. And you're pushing back, cuts like a knife. Mm. Because you're learning and growing, you may not see that I'm equipped with wisdom and love inside of me. Mm. No one knows the challenges that you will face, but I'll tell you a secret. I've been in my, that place, thinking I knew better than what my mom shared with me. But now I appreciate her, and I finally see all the love and sacrifice she made for my life. And now I'm on the right path, living for Christ. Mm. So you and I are not perfect, but one thing's for sure. I tell you the hard truth because for you I want more. Mm. I belong to him and so do you. And I trust in his promises, that's what I do. Mm. So I'll face resistance day after day, mm. but I'll face it with love and on my knees as I pray. Wow. Facing resistance. That was beautiful. What was the inspiration for that poem? Beautiful. Well, it's it, my son, when my son was 16 years old, a teenager, you know. If I said black, he said white. If I said up, he said down. And I was like, oh my Growing God, pains. I'm just trying to get through. <laughs> and you're not hearing me. And so anyway, it was one particular night we were coming in, and I just sat in my chair, and I, I felt like I couldn't really get through to him. And as a result, I wrote that poem. Mm. And it was, again, like the, the Holy Spirit was speaking to me, and he gave me those words to help to comfort me and to, you know, bring some sort of understanding. And so... That's real. That's powerful. Um, do you want to read another one? I have another one. Yeah, it's good. So this one is I'm, I'm, I'm this inspired. one is One World Fest Global. Okay. Let's see. If, um, I haven't done this in a while, but I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, my complexion shouldn't matter. Know the language that I speak. Mm. And you shouldn't judge me on my ethnicity. You see, I was created to be unique. Outside beauty reflected on the inside of me. Mm full of love and passion to be the best that I can be. I appreciate you, so why not appreciate me? We are all one world, a part of the human race. Wherever you go, whatever you do, there will be things you don't want to face. One world, no hate, limitless in love. One world, embracing our sons and daughters. Resist useless chatter. One world of peace, because all lives do matter. Yes. So let's use wisdom and knowledge and understanding too, because one world represents me, and one world represents you. We are all one world. That's amazing. In regards to we all being one world, I realize that you understand love and the world around you more when you travel, because growing up in the United States at times in America, your view of the world is sometimes jaded. Um, recently, I. Uh, I visited St. Lucia, and at one point I didn't really think St. Lucia was mainly black people, but it is mainly black people. They were colonized by the French and the English a few times. There were several wars, I believe at least 12 wars, between the French and the English. Like the French would take it, the English would take it back, the French would take it, the English would take it back, and so on and so forth. Um, they're independent now, and their main source of revenue, like a lot of um, Caribbean countries as tourism. Absolutely. Um, 
ironically, the people that mostly could afford to go there for tourism are white people, Caucasian people. And being on vacation, you know, it is a good feeling for to have people on your beck and call, you know, people there servicing you and giving you food and bringing you food and cleaning your room and they're like, you know, giving you that all-inclusive treatment. But at the same time, when you see mostly people of color giving that to people of another ethnicity and then me speaking with the people actually there that works there. Mm -hmm. And they said that, you know, there's people that come here from all over, mostly people from the UK, Canada Europe. and the US. Mm -hmm. And they said like, it is true. Like some people are blatantly racist and then some people are, are cool, like the coolest people that you'll ever meet. Mm -hmm. And I experienced the same thing, being my wife and I was like maybe out of the four African-American couples there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it was like that, you know, out of mm -hmm. hundreds of people that was there at the resort. And they was looking at me like, what do you do? Like, how did you get here? <laughs> and some people were cool, some people were not. And I feel like that's exactly how the world is. You know, you can't expect everything from everybody. Some people are cool, some people are not. Mm -hmm. But I think to lie to yourself and say there's no racism anymore no. in 2019, uh, I think... There is racism. I think that's, I, I think, there's, there's I think that's ridiculous. There is racism, and it's, it's showing, they're showing it. We're seeing it more, especially with the social media. Um, Seeing it more Trump. One, one, yeah, that too. But but you know, let me tell you something. Somebody who I like, and and I, you know, some people may think he's very controversial. I like D.L. Hughley. I like D.L. Hughley too. Yeah, like D.L. Hughley, he he tells it like it is. Of I like the fact that he's he's a professional in what he does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he turns around and he's really giving back to the community by sharing this information yep. with people. And mm -hmm. and really, I'm I'm with, I love. His spirit, and, and I know a lot of people don't care for him because he's like right out with it. Um, there are some things that, of course, we don't agree. You know, he, he, you know, I, I'm a Christian. I don't know what his um, belief is, but whatever, that's your business. But the fact that he is a voice for our people and what's going on in this world, and he says it without apology, and I love that. And we need to be that way because honestly, we need to get this this man out of office. Mm -hmm. And and we need to, in order for us to do change, I'm sorry, I'm getting all yeah, passionate, which is okay. In order for us to affect change, we have to do something, whatever, and it's nothing too small. Making the connection, you know, um, having a conversation just like the way that we met. We have to do something and we have to want to do something. And, and the more that I see that there's a change, the more that it stays the same, right? Mm -hmm. We have gone backwards. What, but. You Why do you say that? The, because it's it's you you would you would think that yeah. at this point in our lives you know there would, there would really be freedom, but now you're seeing this stuff that's happening in in areas that are some underdeveloped. You know sure. the police are violating. First of all, they violate. They they they're, they're not trained properly. If you ask me, and and they're scared of. Everyone. Why are you not? Why do you have people that don't know anything about our culture or community having conversation with our people? Now, in order for us to really make a change, we should link up with each other. And, and I know that's why they have, uh, you know, those community meetings and things like that. So we can know what's going on in the community. However, yeah. some of these, these, you see these cops, they're so young, they just wet behind the ears, they don't know what's going on. They've never had any real experience. And most of them not from the neighborhood. No. Yeah. So... 
No, and then you, you got cameras and towers everywhere. And yes, we want to live in a safe neighborhood. We do, but we don't want people to be harassed either. We, we need the resources. We need you to say, okay, you don't want drugs in this community, well then where are the jobs? And then you need to be training us and making sure that you're putting us in, in these jobs. You, you're, you're complaining, but people have to survive and people are in survival mode. Yeah, of course. Or they don't know any better. They've never been taught. They don't know. You don't know what their background is. You don't know what their upbringing is. You don't know what their experiences were like. You don't know if they had a hard time as a child. You don't know if they're homeless. You don't know nothing. Mm -hmm. Or even their mental stability or lack of. And I think that's where, it, I think it's all systematic, meaning that majority of black men, unfortunately, have criminal records, which prevents them from being, from being law enforcement. And then the stigma attached to being law enforcement, you know, if, if you are black and you're in law enforcement, you're automatically labeled a snitch or a sellout. And most black people, they don't want to deal with that. So they're like, all right, I'm not going to deal with that. So instead you get like Caucasian guys from Long Island or from wherever, and they choose to be police, you know, because they do the 2025 and they're out, where they do the, the 2025 years as a, as a cop and then they retire, they get the full pension. They moved to Florida through private security and they live their lives. But, but how do you feel about the situation that's been happening recently with cops committing suicide? Uh, that I'm not too sure about. I mean, some people some people say that because of the of the guilt. The guilt? Yeah. I mean you, you don't know. I don't know. I mean I'm just saying. I mean, we don't we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. And and as far as I'm gonna say this, there are there are good people still in the world. And there are good cops out there. Yeah, they are. They're, they're good they're good. So they're good firemen, they're good people in in public office. But there's a lot of crooked people. There's a lot of evil people. There's, listen, right. Satan is rampant. running rampant. Right. He is. And and at the end of the day, we we need to be ready. And you you know, you need to be on the right side. That's all I can say. You know, you need to you need to check your heart, check your spirit, and you need to be ready because I have to tell you again, if I did not have a relationship with the Lord, Come on I don't know. I surely would have been dead because He keeps me and He provides for me, and that's the truth. So, where's your faith? Where's your faith? You have to do, you have to, you're accountable for yourself, and you have to make a change or be the person that's going to do something effectively positive. So, who's watching you? So, if somebody's watching you, you know, what kind of message are they getting from your life? Mm -hmm. And and that's that's where I'm at. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask who are your three favorite poets? Poets? Yeah. Me, myself and I no, no. Um, <laughs> um you know what? Um I would say, um why is her name escaping me now? Is it, is, is it Nikki Giovanni? No, no, no. No. Maya Angelou? Maya Angelou. She's phenomenal. Maya Angelou. And let me tell you, what, you know, I know she's... Um, Still out of eyes. And the way that she wrote it, her, her poet, poetry told stories. Yeah, you could feel the pain. So, that. yeah, and where it came from. And that's where it, it's, it's a deep pulling out of things that you've experienced in your life. So I would definitely say... Um, my Angelo, and honestly, she's the one that has influenced me. Um, growing up, I, I mean, I've seen, read a lot of books, and I was in creative writing classes, so I can't say that off the top of my head I know a whole lot of poets. So, um, because I've had words fascinate me, 
and um, I'm able to bring a dull piece of work to life. And it's therapeutic for me. So my other person would be myself. I don't, I don't really have a third one. Can't, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes you run across a poem and be like, wow, so who wrote this? It's understandable. Mm -hmm. It's understandable. Um, because that's it go to trend of topics. Um, what do you guys think about that whole Haiti situation? Haiti versus Mexico in the World Cup. A lot of people felt like Haiti was cheated. A lot Haiti people, was cheated. A lot of people are, are saying that basically it's like Haiti's been Haiti's been put on the back burner throughout its entire history, and a lot yeah, of people take Haiti was it cheated personally. Haiti was cheated is what it is. But I just want to just congratulate them on their um their sportsmanship and what they've been doing. You know how they've been accomplishing. Um, the youth is, 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 how do I say, the youth is, 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 is the ones in the forefront that can really make a change. So it's a beautiful thing when we can come together and really make something happen and everything like that. But it's, it is what it is. But well, shout out to the women's, the U.S. women's soccer team. They yeah. won again for the fourth time. Yeah. Four years straight. Is, is it four years straight or two years straight? I think it's four years straight. I think they won four times, yeah. but two years straight. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. well, I don't know what I saw. They're winners. Mm -hmm. um, also, too, okay, let me just go back um, into sports. Um, how do you feel about this trading going on with Russell Westbrook? Are you into sports? You know what? Uh, uh, Are I, you? You know what? Sometimes. But okay. back in the day, I was. Okay, Look like okay. the Lakers are getting a decent squad this year. Yeah, yeah, Lakers yeah. used to be my favorite team. Oh, yeah. Kobe. Oh, I'm going back. I'm going back. Magic, Magic Yeah, no question. Yeah. I hear you. Magic. Okay, Michael Jordan. You know, those are the people that I know. Dominique Wilkins. You know, that's my, <laughs> my era. Okay, wow. okay, okay. So what's happening with Westbrook? So basically, um, I think he wants to get traded because of the mere factor... He's on a losing team. He's on a losing team. Also, too, you know what I'm saying? But right now, what, what, what is looking to me, what I'm hearing is, um, you know, uh, the Nets is looking really, really good right now. Yeah, the Nets just picked up. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a couple other good people. Mm -hmm. And also, too, um, the Lakers are also picking up good. But the thing is that I'm still placing my bets on um, Golden State because they still have a nice, solid team. Even the benches is nice as well, too. So, you know. Um, also, too, I don't know if you've been hearing, too. Um, people want to boycott Home Depot. Why is that? Because um, the founders has been donating to um, <laughs> Trump's um, re-election campaign. I mean, a lot of big businesses support Trump. True. You know, whether or not we know it or not, it is what it is. I mean, yeah. that's what lobbying is. Where like big companies with yeah. money, they put money behind yeah. certain people. <laughs> so when the time comes. When that person is reelected, then things go in their favor. That's yeah. politics. That's how it works. That's how the world works. You know. Nice. So, but I, but I think the, the main factor that Trump is so disrespectful, he doesn't have no um, no filter, just no filter at all. And then I don't know. This I, I don't think for example, DL he, he has no filter, but he has um. This, but he, he's speaking the truth. But, but he's no, no. But he has decorum. Trump has no decorum. No. Trump has no decorum because you could be truthful, you could be honest, you could be blatant. But he's defiantly disrespectful, and, he doesn't care. and he's a misogynist, yeah. and and he, he attacks you, and he's a bully. So I think that's what it is. That's what's really, really what it is, and everything like that. And also he 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 eggs. He keeps egging, egging, okay. egging, egging, egging. Yeah. So that's really what it is, and, and he everything. Is, and he is a bully. He's a bully, a bully. You know what I'm saying? And, and nobody likes a bully. Yeah. 
I think the only perfect, remember that news reporter when he basically said, um, um, I wasn't thinking, oh, so, yeah, you're right, you never think. You never think what you say. <laughs> you never think what you say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? It was like um, the, um, the, the, the black reporter said, oh, are you with the NAACP? I spoke to your people already. <laughs> so he's like, look at my African-American. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's what it is. He has no decorum at all. And I, I, I'm kind of thankful that he won because it just showed you the comparison between uh, a gentleman like Barack. Barack had there decorum. No, there is no comparison. There's no comparison at all. And, you know, for those who vote him, he's a He's a laughing stock, so it is what it is, you know. Speaking of Trump, one of his good friends, Jerry Epstein, or however you pronounce his name, Epstein. Epstein, yeah. So he I was just talking about the, uh, the 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 child trafficking. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so he's close friends with Trump and the Clintons and a lot of other rich people, and even he. This is not the first time that he's been convicted of sex trafficking. Um, he was before, but and, but, but, but it's child. Yeah. Before it was child too. Wow. But because he had a lot of connections with a lot of powerful people and because he had money, he was able to, I, get, I think, get 15 months the first time. Mm. And then he was still able to go to his office six days out the week to go work while in jail. And That's crazy. Yeah. Sure. And he had a mansion um, around Manhattan where it was a, it used to be a private school and he converted into a mansion. And then he had a lot of hidden cameras and stuff like that. And celebrities used to come to his house to have sex with girls and underage girls. Mm. Um, he was also involved in that whole situation when the Clintons went to Haiti after the earthquake and kids were going missing. Yeah, yeah. They had, he owns a private jet, so they have parties on these jets, you know, because everything, whatever goes in, um, in the air is in the air. Fair, fair play, I guess. So these other millionaires and billionaires goes on his planes. He provides the girls. Or boys, whatever it is that That's you went crazy. to, and you have a good time, I guess. And it seems like this is the culture of people with money that they indulge in, I guess, sexual deviances. Well, there's, um, you know, what is, but, 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 but it's been like that. The there's thing is that even with even with um Solomon, even with Solomon, um Solomon's people was into that. Like that's why God told Solomon to not marry those those wives that were engaging in paganism because they engage in child um bestiality. They engage in, um, you know, people having sex with animals, um, people um, chopping kids, sacrificing kids to the god of Molech. So, I mean, this is nothing, this is nothing, um, nothing this is nothing new. Like I said, you know, the higher you go, you know, like I said, even with um, my man, um, my man, uh, what's this guy's name again? I'm going to his name right now. I mean, he's a rapper, but he's, he's really funny. He he has his own podcast now. Um, Noriega. Noriega. He said that, you know, when you, when you hitting... When you hit in levels of, you know, you're making 50, 60, 70, 80,000 a show per show, there's some doors. There's some doors that open. You know, there's, you know, there's, there's that homo stuff right there on the left. There's that other stuff, that human sacrificing stuff in there. You know what I'm saying? And I just went straight. And ever since I've never been platinum since. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I don't have no problems with child. You want to do that homo stuff? Do that homo stuff. You want to do that, that, that human trafficking, that homosexuality, that bestiality stuff? You do your thing. I don't got no problems with y'all. You know what I'm saying? But me, I just went, I went straight. And he said, I've never been platinum ever since. And they've been contacting us, right? And they told about, you know, you got to get a certain kit. You got to sacrifice a goat or something and get a certain kind of oil. Yeah, they, they send the whole checklist on what we got to do to join. And they're like, yeah, hey, if you want to well, take the show to what? the next level, uh, that's what you got to do. Nah. <laughs> you don't got to do that. No, nah, no. Nah. You know, God is powerful. God is all powerful. 
and he's the beginning and the end. You don't gotta do that. You don't gotta do he that. You don't, gotta, so. you, you, you don't gotta sell out. Well, you, yeah, you, you, you're compromising your beliefs and your values. You don't right? gotta sell out. Mm -hmm. A lot of people do, and that's basically what it is to sell your soul. So what are you gonna do? That's the thing. That's like, the, like we can't, we can't. There are people that are out here doing a whole lot of things, but yeah. what are you gonna do? That'd be good. That, and, that, and we have good to money. be, we have to be the ones that affect positive change Facts. and be that light, be salt and light yeah. to stand for Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's it. That's true. That's true. Um, anything you wanna, any any gems you wanna give to the people? Um, what's why? I don't know. Um, well, I just wanna say this because again, in yeah. speaking about um, multiple sclerosis and just bringing awareness, so overcoming adversity, like wow. we all are afflicted at some point in time in our lives, or we have challenges and and trials, and at the end of the day, it's all about your response. Yeah. So um, I choose life, I choose to speak life, and mm. you know we overcome by our testimony. So mm. um, this is a faith walk, it really is a faith walk. And, and I'm gonna live my life and enjoy my life, you know, and, and um, continue to seek God for guidance and wisdom. So no matter what you're dealing with, you know, uh, miracles That's still happen. Facts. Miracles still happen and, and God is able, so I trust him. Yeah. Shout out to also my homegirl Megan Markle on her son's first christening. That was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Very nice. She looks very happy. Of course. You know, I see Prince Harry's doing it right, following his mother's footsteps. Yeah. That yeah. was evident from, from the jump, right? Yeah. Facts. Um, also in the news is the recent stabbing um, in a Bronx school where this kid stabbed another kid to death in the Bronx. It seems like this pattern of violence happens often in the Bronx, you know? Yeah. Well, not only in the Bronx, but I guess in, in the cities. And it's unfortunate, yeah. especially when kids are not safe in school, and that's where most kids spend a lot of their time, unfortunately, while their parents are at yeah. work. And a lot of people see school as free, free babysitting, free daycare. And you're supposed to feel safe when you send your kids to school, And but I... A person that went to public school and you went to public school yeah. um you went to okay so all three of us went to public school and, and we dealt with that i remember when i was in high school um these kids tried to jump me and it wasn't like just one or two kids it was like a good 15 20 kids it was the whole class that tried to jump me i remember and it was because it was because i had touched the behind of one of the kids sisters doing a bomb threat back then we used to have bomb threats where we all just run Bomb rush, they used to call it. Bomb rush, where we all just run. And, you know, being a kid, you used to get your fills. Now that you're an adult, you know that that's a crime. <laughs> that's what the time. That's what I did. And then he was like, okay, we're going to get them. And you know how kids are, you know, they're like D-riders. You know, one kid jumps on another kid, and then they all come after you. And, you know, they got that gang mentality. And usually they send one kid out to try to fight you, then the rest try to jump in. And nowadays we figure out that kids are dying from this, you know. There was the one girl that got jumped, that got hit in the head, and then she was having headaches, and a few days later she died. And it was that young kid in the Bronx that wanted to be a cop. Junior, I think his name was. Yeah. Um, he was mistaken for someone else. Yeah. He got jumped and stabbed. He died. And now there's this other kid. And it's like, I feel like this is very unfortunate because these kids are thinking that, um, it's cool to do these things until someone ends up dead. And but things that Junior didn't do nothing. Junior didn't do nothing. So we just be clear about that. Yeah, I understand yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But it's like these kids are thinking that this is funny or this is cool, That's and then 
one kid ends up in in a casket and one kid ends up in a cell, you know? Yeah. And this pattern of violence, I feel like, is very unfortunate amongst our people. I agree. So what do you think is, is, is causing the increase in violence amongst these children? I mean, I think at the end of the day, young people need to feel secure and love. Yeah. And if you're not getting that, especially, you know, from your parents, you know, um, you know, those things are very hurtful. And you're trying to figure things out. You need somebody that you can go to. You need somebody that's going to guide you along the way and, and support you. And when you don't have that, you're gonna, there's other things that are going to be going on. There's other things that you're going to gravitate to. You know what I mean? So I, I, young people need to be secure and loved, and we need to be available to them and, um, and teach them and guide them. And, you know, it takes all kinds of people to make the, a world, right? Yeah, I think all in all, like, it is a very unfortunate situation. Um, also in the news, there's a story about his grandfather that held his granddaughter out the window of a cruise ship and she fell 11 floors down. Oh my gosh. I, I think that's it. ridiculous. I don't think, I don't think that was wise on his behalf to put her out the window yeah. if it even was an accident. I think yeah. that was foolish. Yep. And I think now the family is suffering. I think there's a lot of like crazy things going on in the world. And I, and I think that's the reason why, man, we just have to use the energy to be positive. You know, the same way somebody can do something crazy like that, I just feel like we just need to use our energies on something positive. And that's why we, we have come together with my sister. Um, one thing I appreciate about you is that, you know, I came to you, I said, you know, I gave you an idea. You gave me, um, you know, what you're doing, which is a beautiful thing. And, you know, we're just promoting what we're doing and everything like that, and we can see what we can do to help each other reach our goals. So I think we just need to promote a lot of positivity instead of negativity, you know what I'm saying? That's what it's about. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. Another unfortunate situation that's going on is with the whole um, immigrants or the migrants that stuck at that camp. Yeah, yeah I heard um, that. Didn't I be, yeah. The living conditions. Yeah, terrible. They, they said that some are drinking out of toilets. Yeah. They found the body of the father and a little baby in the water. It's crazy. And it's an epidemic where, like, and they feel like the president's to blame. Oh, of course. He sees them as animals. Yeah. He said that from a, you know, piece of, you know, what countries. And it seems like they treat them like that in yeah. front of the world, you yeah. know? And. You know, a lot of people talking about what's going on in Sudan with the um, with the war over there and how they're being treated, unfortunately. And even here in America, there's people being treated almost the same way. Yeah. You know, and it's a very unfortunate situation that these things continue to happen, even in 2019. Yeah. You know, um, we thought we left the concentration camps back in the days of World War Two. Two. Mm -hmm. You know, to the Nazis, and if you look at it. America is behaving almost the same way. Yeah. Because these, and the difference is not, they, it's, it's one group of people that feel like they're better than another group of people yeah. that's keeping another group of people out. Yeah. When America was built on the backs of immigrants. Yeah. And, but the people that runs America now are immigrants. <laughs> like, right. they're not native to this land. Right. So it's like, this is what's going on, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, in the land of the quote unquote free. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of work to do. Um, I don't know if you have any closing thoughts. No, not really. No, you don't. Why? No, no. I, Anything I, I to say specifically? No, no, no. Mm -mm. You sure? Well, okay. Okay. I, I will. Um, I just want to. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Jesus. That's cool. It's a fun thing. Um, 
Well, I just want to say that um, in in August we're going to be doing a fundraiser for One World Fest Global. Okay. And it's going to be at um, a restaurant in Pelham called Gabrielle's. Okay. And so it's in order for people to get involved, they really need to find an organization that they can link up with, and that's doing positive things in the community. And yeah. we we have addressed uh, a lot of those topics, like I said, immigration, mm-hmm. gentrification, genocide, healthcare reform, mm-hmm. music, and just being there for millennials. And so, um, and, and immigration. Immigration is, is a huge um, undertaking or, or topic that we're constantly revisiting. So, um, go on to one world, the number one world fest global, and um, one the number one world fest dot global, and see what we're all about. And come on out August seventeenth. We're going to be um, letting you know what the organization is doing and some of the um, fantastic people that are part of the organization. And we're going to celebrate at this fundraiser. That's what's up. That's what's up. We want to thank everybody who's watching. Wanted to say for closing thoughts, um, and just um, be motivated, support us. What we're doing, we are doing this diaper tour coming up. Um, if anybody who knows any sponsors or fundraiser consultants, um, you know, or any grant writers, please support us because we're all about giving back to the community. You know, we're young um, black kings and queens who want to give back to our community. Absolutely. Yes. All right, so we thank you all for watching. Yes. It's a real word tonight. Um, we'll be back next week, same time, same place. You can catch all of our rerun episodes on YouTube as www.youtube.com backslash yeah. C for channel backslash The Real Word TV. That's The Real Word TV on YouTube. One word, The Real Word TV on YouTube. Um, you can also check us out on Instagram, The Real Word TV on Instagram, at The Real Word TV on Instagram, and check out our website, Drive the Traffic, Run It Up, Run It Up, Run It Up. That's the www.therealwordministriesinc.org. That's the Real Word Ministries, Inc. Inc. Org. Um, you can go on there and donate. You can check out all the work that we've done thus far in the community and the different neighborhoods. You can also check out all the episodes. Everything related to the Real Word is on our website. So check out our website. We're an official 501c3 not for profit. Um, just check us out. And we thank you for watching. Tennis, you want to close out? Yes. Father, order our steps, strengthen us and keep us, and help us to continue to be inspirations to this world. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 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 So we thank you for watching. We thank our guests for coming on today. Ms. Lisa Ray, the real Lisa Ray, or Angel Ray. Um, check out her book. Where can they find your book at? They can uh, go to my Instagram page. It's also on Amazon. You can get it on Amazon, or you can call Bethel Gospel Tabernacle and you can get it there. And it's Angel's Heart, Guided by Light, so be guided by light. So check that out, guys, and thank you for watching. Good night and goodbye.